Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It was all good, Mark Kestisher, last night for the Miami Heat. That's the call on ESPN Radio. It's 9 Eastern. It's a beautiful Thursday morning here in New York. The boat's out by the water. We're here at Pier 17 at the South Street Seaport. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Most of the morning we have gone without J. Will. You saw him on the NBA last night. You'll see him again tomorrow night when the Heat try to close out the Boston Celtics. Boston is now on the brink. If you're watching this this morning on on ESPN News, Keyshawn is now trying to uh, put Jay Will's name over some uh, some white paper here to essentially say, unless you're in the studio, I guess it's Keyshawn and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. But hey, let's get right to the Shell Pennzoil performance line because Key wants to treat the host of this show like he's a guest because all guests appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We're just having a little fun with Jay Will. We'll look forward to having him back tomorrow morning for the four four hours. But Jay, obviously, I know you watched the basketball last night. But many people were watching beyond basketball last night, everything going on with Breonna Taylor and the one officer that was indicted on uh, three charges of wanton endangerment, yet nobody charged in her homicide. We'll get to the hoops in just a little bit, but we've asked every guest this morning uh, for an opinion on this, and you would be no different. What do you think? So without getting into the details of the complexity of the actual case, my, you know, my mission is to continue to advance the ball down the field. You know, obviously I'm frustrated. A lot of people are frustrated. A lot of people are angry. Um, a lot of people had expectations that they thought were going to be met. I didn't have those type of expectations. I, I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't see with qualified immunity and things of this sort, I did not see any expectations that were going to be met here. So what I continue to push for and what I talked about last night on NBA countdown is that this is, we have to vote. And I'm not just talking about November 3rd. Uh, I'm talking about every part of government. We have to vote and we have to be informed. Uh, an attorney general, uh, there was an attorney general in that state, was voted in, all right? District attorney, uh, you know, your, your mayor, there's local people that you can vote for in your districts to continue to advance the ball down the field. And there's a responsibility that we have as former athletes, as people that have this platform, to inform people as much as possible about what that process is to do and to vote. Uh, the situation frustrates me. I am angry just like everybody else. But once again, guys, I, I've been saying this and, and, until I've been, you know, I don't wanna go on TV and be emotional anymore. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that because we've experienced this for so long. So my thing is, how do we move the ball forward? How do we get the no-knock policy out? How do we change legislation? How do we change local policies? These are things that we need to be talking about and we need to have action items in order to get these things done because that's the only way we're gonna find change. That's the only way we're gonna find change. I'm not gonna find change anymore by praying, by waiting for somebody to do the right thing. The right thing rarely happens in this world anymore, Key. You know, and I, I, I've heard you on the radio and I feel everything that you have to say and I feel everything that everybody said. But the only way we're gonna see change is by making sure that we continue to push the government by voting for the right people to be in the right place to create the change we need and by being informed by being educated about what the process is so we can partake in the process. Well said, Jaden, 100%. With that being said, man, uh, you covered the game, obviously, for NBA Countdown last night. You had an opportunity to see the Heat take a 3-1 lead over the Celtics. 
How surprised were you that they were able to get it done and a young Tyler Hero dropped 37 buckets on them? First off, you know, wow, it's such a hard transition to go from speaking tried, about that right I back to I tried to get you there. I tried to get you there. Man, damn. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, brother. I know. It's, um, you know, and seeing all these guys you know, use their platform last night to continue to advance the conversation. Um, as it relates to Tyler Hero, I, I'll tell you this. You know, I, I've known him for a pretty long time, key covering basketball and in that world. He's always had this swag. And it, I no longer call him Tyler Hero. You know, his nickname when he was at Kentucky was, I'm a bucket. I'm a bucket. I-M-A-B-U-C-K-E-T. That's a hashtag. And that's his name. I'm no longer calling him Hero, Tyler Hero, Hero Basketball. I'm a bucket. Like, that's the kind of swag this kid has had from day one. From day one since he came to Kentucky. And watching him this series, it's been funny. Like, Jimmy Butler's kind of done his thing here and there. But there's some games he takes, like, six or seven shots. And you're like... Okay, Jimmy, like, what's going on? Uh, Bam out of Bayou, you know, he's a versatility piece. He's a Swiss Army knife. He can do his thing. Okay, Bam, I know what you're good at. But Tyler Hero, a.k.a. I'm a bucket, has always been that guy. And the game slowed down for him last night. It slowed down for I'm a bucket. And he was the best player on the floor. What does that say with a team that has Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kimba Walker? I am a bucket is that guy and he's the reason why the Miami Heat will be facing the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals. Wow. Note that a rookie is the reason why the Heat will be facing this team in the finals. Smart smart man you are, Jay. Let me ask you about Jason Tatum. Only six shots in the first half of that game. Obviously he did better in the second half. Why only six shots if you're the leader that we look to on the team? I don't know, Key. You know, I, I, I was watching him play last night, and it was weird. I, I don't know if he was moving gingerly on that right leg. It didn't seem like he was attacking. And all you heard Brad Stevens talking about, you know, leading into this game was how they didn't need to settle for jumpers, right? He needed to attack the paint, attack the paint. And he didn't really do that in the first half. Second half, he woke up 28 points. It, it was like he was a completely different player. But the interesting thing about this Boston Celtics team is that it just – it feels like they're missing something. It, I don't know if it's the leadership aspect of it. Jason Tatum can hoop. We all know he can hoop. Jalen Brown is a guy that made shots down the stretch. They kept the game close. Kimba Walker is kind of the leader. But you feel like who's the guy that just gets them together all the time, right? I know who that guy is with the Miami Heat. That's Jimmy Butler, regardless of how he plays. But who is that guy with the Boston Celtics? And, you know, I'm watching a kid like, like, like I'm a bucket last night. Just completely take the game over. Like every big possession, nah, bring the ball over here. But at the same time, being passive, giving the ball to Jimmy, fitting it within the style of the offense, whereas it felt with the Celtics, Jalen Brown came on late, but it's like, all right, you're coming on late though, Jalen Brown. Kimball Walker trying to do his thing towards the end, okay. It just, it didn't feel like they had that same sense of urgency that you would have expected them to have in a game when they were down two to one. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. Uh, Jay Will is joining us on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin yeah. this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Keys Lakers tonight, 9 Eastern ESPN Radio. 
What are you looking for there with the Lakers up 2-1 and many people, including Jamal Murray, thinking the Nuggets should be up 2-1? <laughs> Yeah, look, I you know, Nuggets should be up 2-1, but it is where it is. AD makes a shot. The ball speaks for itself. I, I would say this is the key, though. It's LeBron and AD need to be the dogs, man. They need to be the alphas on the court. And LeBron had a triple-double last game. AD, I think he had like 26 or 27 points. But Denver dominated the game inside the paint. And also, second unit. Like AD, LeBron can have 30-plus points. But the second unit for the Lakers, they need to bring it. Like, you can't have these games where Jeremy Grant goes to 26 points. You can't have these games where Monte Morris is getting wide-open shots in the corner. Lakers need to make shots. They're going to stack the paint once again. That's what Mike Malone did in that game. And guys like Danny Green, guys like KCP, guys like Kyle Kuzma have to be ready to shoot the ball. Uh, and they can't settle for threes. Attack the rim, play inside out. If they play inside out, the Lakers should be fine. And if they defend, they should be okay. But if not, we're going to be coming back here and it's going to be tied. It's going to be a tied series if they're not doing that defensively. Yeah, I hope I hope not. Jay, do you think in your mind... I feel you, Key. <laughs> Jay Will is joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin. We'll have a very special guest coming up here in a couple of minutes too from the WNBA to talk social justice reform. So hang tight for that somebody that's really, really invested in the cause in a couple of minutes, but let's chat a little more NBA with Jay Will. From your standpoint right now, we had Tony Allen on this morning as you take a sip this morning. We're keeping you on, talking to, talking to you nonstop. We had Tony Allen on this morning, and we asked him, who is the key for the Boston Celtics to try to get back in the series, which resumes tomorrow night on ESPN. You'll be there with the Countdown crew. He, without hesitation, this is not the guy I expected, without hesitation, Marcus Smart. What do you think about that from a defensive guy like Allen to make that call? Well, here's the thing, man. Like, how many guys can Marcus Smart guard? Like, that, that's what I, I would ask T.A. Like, T.A. is always, they, 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 they put him on Goran Dragic. Last game he held Goran Dragic to 11 points. Uh, before that, he was guarding Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's a guy that's trying to guard everybody. It, it, it also comes out, so now you're going to put him on Tyler Hero, then Goran Dragic could do his thing, then Jimmy Butler can do his thing. So I, I hear what Tony Allen's saying, I call him T.A. I hear what T.A. is saying as it relates to Marcus Smart, that energy guy, making shots defensively, being that guy that, you know, is the grit and grind version of what they do. But it also comes down to the point, like, other guys need the guard, man. Like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, these guys need to guard. Kimba Walker needs to guard. This is, they have to do it collectively. And right now, sometimes when you watch Boston play, it feels like they're doing it individually. They're not as strong of a collective unit like you see the Miami Heat being. That's a great point. Like they say in basketball coaching circles, five fingers instead of the one fist when you come together. One thing I wanted to mention for those that don't know, Tony Allen Intimately involved with the Celtics, a member of the 2008 Celtics World Championship team. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Goodyear. Movement is always driving us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or on the field. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. I hey, mentioned. Jay, Jay, you think you got enough trophies behind your head? <laughs> Come on, Key. You know, you, you keep saying that my name is second. You want to take my name off the show. I had to come over here and give you some little clout. Uh, you know, something you, of what I, I bring to the table. With, that's I all, see you Key. With that next that's all. <laughs> you know, that's all it says. You know, it's one of these Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson moments right there, Key. <laughs>
And beautifully framed, by the way, I might add, over each shoulder. Great stuff. Just a reminder of what I did in college basketball. Thank you. That's all. National Player of the Year and a national champion. You got to flex if you got it. We are joined this morning. Us three are joined this morning by Renee Montgomery. She plays for the Atlanta Dream. She's an 11-year WNBA veteran. And the real reason we're having her on this morning, besides getting her insight, is she is intimately involved in the social justice reform effort because she sat out the 2020 WNBA season. They're crowning a champion down in Florida. She sat out the 2020 season to continue working towards social justice and reform on her own. So this is something that is near and dear to her heart. And she joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Good morning, Renee. It's great to have you here. First things first, I just want to kind of get your reaction to the news regarding Brianna Taylor last night. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You know, my, my initial reaction was I actually wasn't surprised. I, I was disappointed, so don't don't hear it wrong. I was disappointed, but I wasn't surprised because you could see how they were already planning out the scapegoat. It was already being laid out a certain way. So when, when the verdict came down, well, no verdict came down, but when the indictment came down, I just, you know, it was unfortunate because I had hoped that the attention that we were putting on this trial and the attention that everyone was giving Brianna Taylor and saying her name that would make them have to look at it the right way, you know, the common sense way. Where does this, uh, where does social justice go from here? The same way it was going, you know, it just shows us a lot of people want everything to happen so fast, you know, and, and, and that's why we tell people to vote because people don't understand the correlation. So if we're saying vote, that means that, okay, we watched, we know all the details of what happened with Brianna Taylor's case. But if they're going by the book and if the cops have a way to go around things and have loopholes, that's in your system. There's something wrong with the system and the way you change systems is voting. Now, that doesn't mean that as soon as we go on November 3rd, everyone's going to vote and, and everything's going to be magically fixed. That's not it. That's phase one. So where do we go from here is first you vote and then we still continue to make noise and we still continue to have a focused goal. No, Renee, knowing everything that you know right now, what would be the message to those that don't really understand the ruling? Like they don't really comprehend the way you and I do. Yeah. See, that's, you just have to really study things and study how this is, this has happened before, you know, and, and we've seen how this story ends before. And the reason is because when you're upset about something, you research, well, how is this possible? And then you start to read and you start to see the language that the cops are using. And then you start to see certain words keep popping up. And that's how I know. Like once I start to see, wait, I think I've read something like this before. I know that they're using the same playbook. It's a playbook. You know, they start to deflect, deflect. Oh, this was the problem. It's not that we made a mistake. It's that her her ex-boyfriend is the problem. He's the one that brought us to her. And they start to try to use different wording. And uh, he's a drug dealer. And she, he visited her. And there's a package. And then you start to see, oh, because there was a package. They think that they had the right to no-knock and kill someone while they're sleeping. You know, so not it's not right. Like, we all know it's not right. And we all see it's not right. But the law, by the law, they're finding ways and loopholes to say it's okay. Renee, it, Jay Williams here. That's what I've been talking about, the legal jargon that is being used in order to scapegoat. And, and people need to learn more about things like qualified immunity. They need to know more about a no-knock warrant and what that actually Absolutely. means to be informed so you can vote for these things from a local level. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been talking about local a lot because, you know, a good friend of mine, Seth Cohen, said local is the new global. And when he said that, 
like I instantly got it because now, you know, even in this climate, it might not be going to Coachella. You know, people aren't going to probably be traveling to Coachella like they was before. It's probably canceled. So your your state, state fair and things of that nature is going to be the new spot. So everybody has to build up their own local, and that's how we'll build back up, you know, our, our global. But having said that, you need to still pay attention to your mayor because when people are screaming defund the police and whether you believe it or not, you're screaming at the wrong people. That's your mayor that cre- creates your city budget. So if you're talking about your city, <clears throat> you're talking about your potholes, you're talking about all that, know who you need to talk to about that. When people are mad that Georgia, we opened up way too early. People are mad about that. That's your governor. That's local. So I want people to understand where the fight is and take the fight to the doorstep of who can change it. Renee Montgomery from the Atlanta Dream is joining us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. She mentioned the state of Georgia because that's where she's playing in the WNBA. But this year, opting out to focus on social justice reform. She's obviously in the center of all this and has followed this and, to use her words, has studied all the information. Can you take our listeners and our viewers inside the NBA slash WNBA call that I know you were a part of, that the NBA very famously put forth during the bubble right around the time they decided to boycott a couple of games. What was it like to be on that call? You know, I was, that call was a ride. And the reason I say that is because while I was on the call, I was so impressed with how many, you know, your favorite NBA player was on the call, like period. Like if, if, if he was a star, he was on the call. And the reason I say that was there was a lot of big names concerned about change before the season even started before there was the glitz and glam you know and I only say glitz and glam because it wasn't the cool thing until it was the cool thing so before all of that happened there was a lot of NBA guys on the call trying to figure out the best way to create the most change I was so excited I got off the call and I called my parents I'm like yo the NBA is doing some things you know and then I got I checked the Twitter and everything and obviously the call leaked but it had a whole different narrative you know it wasn't Obviously, I'm used to being in a locker room. So when I see a debate, I'm not alarmed. I don't think, oh, they're they're all mad at each other. I think, oh yeah, I've been in a locker room. This is how people talk. So that's what I took from it. And I and it just kind of got twisted to an uh, uh, us versus them or a him versus him. And it really wasn't to me. It was a bunch of guys that was like, yo, there's a problem. What, like, what are we going to do about it? Renee, being a part of the Atlanta Dream and, and opting out, uh, how challenging has it been for you as a player, obviously coming on our show, utilizing your platform to speak out about these issues, considering that your co-owner, Kelly Loeffler, hasn't really been echoing the same sentiment as the players have been in the WNBA? How challenging is that? That's been difficult because there's there's been a lot that the WNBA has done, even the Atlanta Dream players. And sometimes things get overshadowed with a with a, a not strong narrative, you know, and, and it's been also difficult because you don't want to take attention away from what you're focusing on, but you also don't want to seem like you're you're ignoring something. So it's been that that pull of, OK, just stay focused, but then people continue continue to ask about it. So, you know, for us as players, I think the main thing is you know, my parents tell me all the time, like, if it, if, it, if it doesn't concern you, keep moving. And I say that in a sense of she's trying to appeal to her base. And, and the Kelly Loeffler that we knew before, I'm surprised. Like, I'm, I, I didn't expect that. I didn't know that. And, and I've only known her two years before this. But to me, it seems like a different narrative. 
That is fair enough. Uh, she is up for re-election, obviously. She's in a tough fight. That's something a lot of people are watching as we move toward Election Day. I want to quickly mention, because you are a WNBA star, that we should tell you that the conference semifinals are taking place in the WNBA playoffs. We've got a doubleheader tonight on ESPN2. We'll have Seattle and Minnesota at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN2. And then after that, we'll get ready to go with Connecticut and Las Vegas at 9.30 Eastern on ESPN2. I know you'll be watching everything with Brianna Taylor, but I know you put so much into your WNBA career that you'll be watching these four teams in these two games tonight on ESPN2. Oh, yeah. Right? And just so the listeners know, the mm-hmm. Minnesota-Seattle game ended in a buzzer beater last game, so it's, look for that one to be another good one. Great, great stuff. You're right. That was an 88-86 win for Seattle. So we'll see a couple of great games tonight on the way to crowning a champion uh, in Florida in 2020, just like the NBA. Renee, keep up the great work, and thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. Uh Great insight there from Renee Montgomery. There's a great piece on TheRinger.com that tells a little bit more about her story. If you really want to go in-depth, I'd recommend you go check it out. She is about much more than hoops. Still to come, the truth about why the Celtics are in a 3-1 hole, courtesy of the truth himself, Celtics legend Paul Pierce. But first, this word here from Shell. Here's a fact for you. you Is Jay go? sticking around? Uh, Jay, well, we can ask him. I don't know. You sticking around? Can you have one more segment with us as a guest? I, I, I would love to. Well, as a guest, really, Key, you're going to keep using that word, as a guest. <laughs> I would love to, Keyshawn. All right, stick around. Stick around. We'll talk to the truth next. First, here's a fact for you. Not all synthetic motor oils are created the same. Crude oil is like a bag of mismatched rocks, all different sizes and shapes coming together. Natural gas is more like a bag of marbles, all uniform in size and shape, designed to work together, reducing friction in your engine. That's why when Pennzoil reinvented motor oil, they started with natural gas, not crude. Pennzoil, synthetic base oil, 99.5% free from the impurities you'd find in crude oil. So the next time you need to change your oil, remember to ask for Pennzoil. Oil, synthetic motor oil made from natural gas gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at your local automotive retailer. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
Paul Pierce is going to join us here in just a little bit to get his thoughts on what is going on with his Celtics and the Miami Heat. Jay Williams is joining us uh, from his home this morning. He was working late last night on the NBA. So, Jay, you had the last word in the NBA last night. We're going to give you the first word this morning as we wait for the truth to join us. What are you thinking about as we get set tonight for Lakers Nuggets and tomorrow Celtics Heat? Well, first off, Zubin, I would say that the truth is pretty emotional last night. Um, and I'm sure he will be this morning watching the game with him last night. It was, um, he was sitting there saying, you know, I refer to him as I'm a bucket, Tyler Hero. That's his nickname. He's like, how come we don't have him on our team? How come I'm a bucket isn't what Jason Tatum is or isn't what Jalen Brown is? And, you know, last night watching the way they defend him, you know, and, and Paula tell us, you know, when I'm a bucket is involved in pick and roll and Tice is guarding that pick and roll, he was dicing it up. He was dicing it up. And it was ultimately the lack of defensive sense of urgency that the Boston Celtics did not have that I think led to their demise. Look, Jason Tatum came on late in the second half. You can talk about, hey, what was wrong with him in the first half? Zero points. You know, was he injured? What was going on? He wasn't attacking fine. Jalen Brown came on late. It seems like Miami, they have this habit of trying to give away the games late throughout the playoffs with careless passes going to the free throw line. Uh, Jimmy Butler came down the stretch, made some free throws, but there was no doubt about it. Watching the game last night, everybody, and, and Richard Jefferson made this point. He was like, there weren't a lot of people in the gym, but everybody's mouth was dropped to the floor watching I'm a Bucket, watching Tyler Hero. And it wasn't just because he was making shots. It was the poise in which he was making them, guys. Like, you know about this. Like, your composure as a rookie, sometimes you're, you're frantic. The game is faster than what you're playing it, or you're acting faster than what the game speed is. Like, everything just looked like the matrix was slowing down for him, and he had sheer control and command of the game. That for a rookie in the playoffs to get a team to a 3-1 lead, I've never seen something like that before. I haven't seen it. Jay Will, let me ask you this, because I've asked you this before. I've asked Zubin. I asked Big Perk when he was on the show. Now, watching last night and just sitting there and watching the Celtics and watching Jason Tatum and going back into my mind and saying, you know, they've been to the conference final three out of the last four years. At some <laughs> point, and, 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 you know, at some point, you're not going to get over the hump. And if you got over the hump, is this team, the way it's constructed, what it is right now, going to deliver an NBA title to Boston? Because I can think about OKC. I can think about all the promise that they had when they were supposed to deliver, and eventually it didn't happen. They got there, they wind up losing, and you saw what happened there. I can think about Philadelphia recently, so all the promise, nothing. Am I going way to the left too far? You know, Key, I, I, I feel you. I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just, let's look at the East next year, okay? The Nets are coming. Kyrie, KD, we'll see how KD comes back off this Achilles injury. He actually may have, nobody's talking about this yet, guys. He may have 20 months since his last NBA game that he's played. If we're talking about the NBA coming back in January or February, like that's the time he's had off has been insane. So the Nets are coming. Toronto will be there. Okay. You think about what's going to happen with Philadelphia. Miami will be there. 
But Boston's Milwaukee will be there. Giannis is still going to play. What pieces are they allowed to add? Uh, John Wall comes back next year for Washington, D.C., him and Bradley Bill. They're going to be a really good team. But you still have Boston in that upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. And I, I will say this, and I think sometimes we live in this world where we have to give you our extreme answer on teams. <laughs> we have experienced a lot with 2020. We really have, guys. I mean, we were going through a pandemic. We're going through Adam Silver shutting down the league, three and a half, four months off from basketball, social unrest, you know, all the things that players are doing, leaving their families, going down to the bubble. There's a lot to factor in. Kimball Walker's first year actually with this team. Uh, Jalen Brown got his big deal. We're still finding out who he is. Jason Tatum has kind of exploded into stardom. How he's handling this with that kind of responsibility is something else to watch his first time handling that kind of load, that responsibility that comes with being a superstar. So I, I still like all the pieces that they have. I'm not going to overreact and say it's time to blow them up. I still think that their pieces will equate to a championship in the next couple of years. I just think we're actually partaking on this journey with them, watching them grow in real time. Last thing for Jay before we let you go this morning, and we'll look forward to having you back in the studio tomorrow morning with Key and I, and that is... What are you looking for tonight between Keys, Lakers, and the Nuggets, 9 Eastern on ESPN Radio? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm looking for, first of all, Key, we got to talk about this, man. JaVale McGee ain't it. JaVale McGee is not it, man. Like, when he, when he guards Jokic, Jokic gets that big smile on his face. Man, and Jokic's trying to, Jokic look at him like a bunch of cookies. Jokic's like, I'm going to eat these cookies. I'm going to eat it up. Give me your cookies, JaVale McGee. I'm taking your cookies. And he did it in the first quarter. He set the tone. I think even though Dwight Howard was playing mental Jedi mind tricks and it didn't work ultimately, I like the physicality that he brings to the game. I like the energy that he brings to the game all the time. Always meeting Jokic. You need to mitigate Jokic. And then the last thing that they need to do defensively, look, are the Lakers going to make shots? Yeah, I don't, I don't expect them to shoot 23% from the three-point line anymore. And it, they came back from down 20 playing that zone that they played, whatever kind of a, amoeba zone that was. But they need to stop Jamal Murray down the stretch. And that comes with that ball screen action. So whoever that is, KCP, Rondo, that defensive matchup with Jamal Murray, you need to find a way to get the ball out of his hands. And Dwight, like I would throw some more junkyard defense at them, keep them guessing throughout the entire game. But if you can keep them out of the middle of the floor in which they love to operate, then you have a legitimate chance. I mean, it's the Lakers to lose, guys. Let's be real about this. If the Lakers don't win a championship, we're going to be saying, what's wrong with the Lakers not winning the championship? So for Denver right now, uh, it's David versus Goliath. 
You know, they're not playing with any pressure. Let it fly. But the way the Lakers defend will say everything about tonight's game. It's mm. a great point. Well said, All Jason. All the pressure on LeBron trying to make his 10th finals appearance by himself. Thanks, Keyshawn. <laughs> Thanks, Keyshawn. Think about that. The Lakers trying to make their 10th finals appearance. LeBron, excuse me, trying to make his 10th finals appearance. The Nuggets as a franchise are trying to make their first. LeBron, 10 by himself. The Nuggets, 1. Jay, we'll see you tomorrow morning in studio. Look forward to seeing you in person again. <laughs> Wait, Zubin? Yeah. Where, where, where's Paul Pierce at? Paul <laughs> Pierce couldn't make the show? The man, Paul on, Pierce man. can't make the show? I'm going to call Paul. Uh, what, I'm going to so, call Paul so, right look, check now. This see, out. You so, see? That's all right. So, so, we hey, got Jay. Paul. Jay. Celtics, Kendrick, Paul. Yeah, I was just about, Jay, yeah. I was just about, I wasn't going to say Celtics. I was going to say them NBA players, man. Y'all, we get we bring y'all on the show, and y'all just, we schedule y'all, and they don't even, it's but, supposed to be the NFL guys that's missing out. But Tony Allen was here. He's a Celtic. Well, no, not Celtics, just the NBA on, player. Oh, come, well, he's an NBA player. Come on, Key. <laughs> the, come he, on, Key. Stop dividing us, Key. Stop dividing <laughs> us. We're all on the same team, Keyshawn. We're all on the same team. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yes, we all need to be united, and we can all unite in this statement. The truth is we were stiffed by the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> that's yeah, the man, line. with Paul, boy, when I see him, I'm going to thump him in his head. It happens. Thank you, hey. Jay. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Get him, Key. All right. Great stuff. Look forward to having the whole crew back together here in Lower Manhattan tomorrow. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests, not counting Paul Pierce, join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So you just heard Jay's breakdown of tonight's Lakers-Nuggets game and what he needs to see. Cantavius Caldwell-Pope, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. What does the number one Laker fan I know think about it? Key's breakdown and the key to the Lakers and Nuggets tonight. That's after Key has this from Straight Talk. That is correct, Z. It is time for some Straight Talk. You know what a full-court press is in basketball, right? Full defensive coverage with no holes. Well, that's kind of, that is the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless. It runs on America's best networks, same as the big carriers, but for a lot less. Just 45 bucks a month. We'll get you unlimited plans with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for up to 50% less than the big carriers. No contract, full-cut coverage, 50% less, straight-talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Before we let you go this morning, just a quick mention that obviously there are much bigger things than sports happening in the world right now. Week through the NFL season key gets underway tonight. Miami and Jacksonville will have a little NBA, your Lakers and the Nuggets. Duval. We'll talk about it in a second. Duval County right there where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. And then obviously tomorrow um, it'll be the Heat and the Celtics. And then the SEC will be back Saturday, full slate of NFL Sunday. And then whoo, Monday night, Mahomes and Lamar, the Chiefs. And the Ravens. That's a lot coming up starting tonight. So lock in for all that. It's a lot of sports, huh? Baseball. Right. Baseball regular hockey. season. Great point. Baseball regular season and Sunday. Hockey, as you well know, the yeah. uh, Lightning, lightning up and the Stars. That's right. Two <laughs> zero. We're up. You're two old cities, yeah. right? You can't lose. Can't lose. You played in Dallas. Play, you played play, in Tampa. Played both sides. <laughs> and the Islanders even made it far uh, in the playoffs. If you want to go to Key's uh, career in New York, I'm not sure off the top of my head what the Carolina Hurricanes did. We can make it four for four for Key's career uh, in football, cross pollinating with hockey. Let's talk hoops tonight. Lakers Nuggets tonight, nine Eastern, ESPN Radio, uh, the exclusive home of the Western Conference Finals on the radio. We'll have it for you each and every game. So, from your standpoint. 
Jamal Murray has said, look, we should be up 2-1. AD hit the shot in game two, defensive laps. Then we showed what we were made of in game three when we put the Lakers down 20, their largest postseason deficit. So here we go. Your keys tonight, Lakers, Nuggets, 90s. Well, I'm going to give a little advice to Murray. Don't poke the bear. Okay. Just leave, leave them. Get your little win. And leave them alone. <laughs> don't agitate them, right? You don't want to agitate them. And I look at it this way, much like Jay Will said. If they change the style of defense in which they play, play a little more aggressive. You know, Dwight Howard, a little more minutes in there, not as many minutes for JaVale McGee. Uh, don't rely on him heavily. And the bench is the key. KCP, the second unit. Mm-hmm. You know, Kuz, Caruso, Rondo. If those guys get out there and do what they've done throughout the bubble, which is dominate, then the Lakers should be able to win this game easily going away. As a Laker fan, this is something I've always just noticed watching the NBA in general. I kind of expected Kuzma to make a little bit of a bigger jump. Maybe maybe I just, you know, misidentified how great he was. I think he's a really good player, actually. I think he could easily be your legit number three. But I haven't quite seen the jump. Am I wrong about that? No, everybody's kind of waiting for that. Uh, you from afar, people in L.A. are waiting for it. I think the Lakers organization is kind of waiting for him to take it on a consistent basis and be that guy. Uh, that was one of the reasons that he was not dealt in the Anthony Davis trade is right. because they figured, okay, we get a new staff and a new coaches here. He showed us some stuff. Let's let's see if he could continue to develop. Now, I don't know why that is. A lot of people point to a lot of different things in his career. I mean, er, early on, it felt like he was doing too much off the court. He was trying to be a celebrity before he was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. That slowed down a little bit, and he still hasn't really given you – the umph that you're looking for. Um, and it may come every now and then, every now and then, it, you know, a person comes over the hill and it, it all of a sudden, boom, there it is, it drops. Just for purposes of attribution, because I know the audience is waiting with bated breath, the uh, Boston Bruins eliminated the Carolina Hurricanes four games. So I know you were wondering. We couldn't get out of here without me mentioning No, them. Boston's a really good <laughs> team, man. They skate and just hit the net. <laughs> And, you know, Barry Melrose <laughs> taught me that. Barry Melrose, of course, he's an L.A. guy. He took the Kings to the Stanley Cup final oh, yeah. with the great Wayne Gretzky. Let's look at it from the Nuggets' perspective. At this particular point, you look at them and say, Jokic and Murray. We always talk about duos in the NBA, right? And we're looking for Giannis' second guy. The Sixers have too many guys, but who are the two? The Lakers have their two. The Raptors thought they had their two. The Clippers have their two. Well, the, at least the Clippers thought they had their two. They thought they had their two until they ran into the Nuggets, too. That's for sure. Um, what do you make of Murray and Jokic? Let's say they don't get it done. You've openly predicted Lakers in five. The Nuggets look like they're moving in the right direction, though. They, they are moving in the right directions. I feel different about the Nuggets than I do the Celtics in terms of the direction in which they're moving. I know a lot of people don't want to say it because the Celtics have so much talent and they've been there and they just look exciting. But when you look at Jokic and you look at Murray, it's all it's like, they're doing exactly what it is that you want your team to do. There's not too many bodies and too many stars, right, where the Celtics seem like they got a whole bunch of bodies and a whole bunch of stars that they have to satisfy. You only have to satisfy two people in Jokic and Murray, and then as as Porter starts to develop, then you start to insert him into there as their number three. So I certainly think that the Nuggets are headed in the right direction. They just won't get there this year. That's an unbelievable steal when you think about it. Michael Porter Jr. played maybe a couple college games. He had the back injury. A lot of people were really wondering, is this guy worth the pick? And the Nuggets said, look, 
We're at 14 now. We're at 14 in the NBA draft, the 14th overall pick. Why not take a flyer on a guy like that? And it's really turned out to be great. Now, if you weren't with us earlier, the one thing you said about the Celtics was, look, they've made the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. They are sitting on a boatload of draft picks. They seem to have a triumvirate. You could even make the argument they have a big four if you wanted to, but you need to see results. I look at it on the outside and say, look, Three Eastern Conference Finals in four years. The first two, they ran into LeBron James. I think it's pretty obvious what happens when you run into LeBron when LeBron LeBron, was in the East. LeBron ain't there, though. Right. He ain't there right now. Correct. So now (laughs) you need to see something, right? Because I'm not saying the window's closed and they got a ton of draft picks, savvy GM. I'm not saying the window's closing either. I'm not saying blow it up. I'm just asking the question, does it remind you of all the promise that you get from these other teams that get stacked and then don't? deliver where you look at Miami who they're playing Miami's not stacked they got good young players but they're not stacked nobody would confuse Tyler Hero for Jason Tatum right right it, it just it, you're not going to confuse that and so when you start to look at it, it's like where where's the problem where, where's the problem like where's it at or you look at that OKC team that was kind of stacked had the the, the Westbrooks and the Hardens and in uh, KDs mm-hmm. and Perk, and they didn't, they didn't get over the hump. They got there, but didn't win it. So is that what we're looking at with the Celtics? That's all I'm, I'm saying. Where now you're looking at Murray in the Joker, and you're like, okay, well they they seem to be okay. Or you look at Miami, and you're like, okay, they got two, three players that, and they're getting ready to play the Lakers. It looked like. Last thing for you, the breakout star of the bubble before we got to the playoffs and the seeding games was Devin Booker as the Suns went 8-0. The breakout player early in the playoffs was Damian Lillard. He was on fire early. Now the breakout player that's left is clearly Jimmy Butler. What do you make of the ascension he has made? Nobody's doubting what a player he was. Look where Philadelphia, Minnesota, and Chicago are now, right? He left. Yes, it was a little bit rambunctious in all of those spots. Turbulence. Yes, turbulence, yes. It's a little bit little rocky waters with him there, but look what happens after he's gone. All those organizations are scuffling right now. The Wolves are the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. What is this postseason meant for Jimmy Butler? It's huge. I like I like players with that type of grind and grit. I like the narrative that was said about him being whatever you wanted to label him as. But the end result is he's getting ready to play. Well, I was getting ready to say L.A. He's getting ready to play not in L.A., but in Orlando. It looks like he's going to be playing the Lakers for a championship. So watch what you say. Yeah, it'll be intertwined, bringing Riley and LeBron together again. What a story that could be. We'll see you tomorrow morning, everybody. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.